Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Byron. Mesechus Yoma has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Robert Goodman. Le'iloi nishmas Chaim Menachem Aaron ben Yecheskel Nechemia. Yuma daf yud dalid. The Gemara at the top of the Omud brings Shitas Rovo, who explained the Machlikas Tanakama and Rabbi Huda in the Braisa. The Tanakama said, Koin Godol Makriv Oinen Ve'enay Oichel. And Rabbi Huda Oimer Kol Hayoyim. Rovo explained Kol Hayoyim means... The Kohen Gadol cannot do Avodah the entire day when he's in Einin. Even though Midai Raisa, the Kohen Gadol can do Avodah if he's in Einin. Because of Xer Darabonon, he might come to eat from the Kodshim. And even the Kohen Gadol is also Bachilas Kodshim the day of Aninus. On this, Rav Adabar Avo asks from our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda and our Mishnah holds, Af Isha Acheres Maskinen Loi Shemo Tomos Ishtoi. We see from that that even if the Kohen Gadol's wife will die, the Kohen Gadol will nevertheless do the Avodah. Why don't we say the same Zero? He should not be able to do the Avodah while he's in Einin for his wife. He might come to eat from the Kodshim. On that the Gemara answers, since everyone else is also fasting this day of Yom Kippur, then there's no Chshash that the Kohen Gadol will come to eat from the Korbonis. On this the Gemara asks that either way he's not in Einon, because he was Megar Shara Tanai, if she ends up dying, it turns out that she was reading this Skarish beforehand. So therefore, she, he's not an Oynon. And what was the Gemara's Havamina? That he shouldn't be able to do the Avedah because he's an Oynon. He's not an Oynon. She's reading Migrashas. On that, the Gemara answers, it's through the Emilo Mitrad, meaning her Misa will cause the Kaingodal a Tirdo. And Rashi explains, if he's Tarad, he cannot eat from the Karbanis. Why not? Rashi says, Be'inon simcha ugdulo. Diksiv l'cha nasatim l'moshcha. Kedarech shahamalochem oichlin. Kabbalists have to be eaten the way a melech eats. So if he's torod, he's not ready to eat from the kachim. And that was the Gemara's Havmina to ask, we should not allow him to do Avodah, according to Yehuda, because we should be chayshit, shall come to eat from the kachim, and not eat it, but derech, a melech, not eat it, but derech, lemoshcha. Now the Toysus Yishanim and the Toysus Arosh quote Rashi's pshat, and they ask a number of kashas on Rashi. First of all, they ask, we don't find anywhere that the din lemoshcha is mechaif to eat it besimcha. The only place we find is the Gemara in Chulun that says that it's Nechal Tzli Ubechardal. The Mashcha tells us that the Basar should be prepared to be eaten in the way that a Melech eats it. But we don't find anywhere that the Basar has to be eaten in a certain state of mind like a Melech. And furthermore they ask, Are we going to say that if the Kohen Gadol, his boat drowned and he has a tirda on his mind about the loss of property... Are we going to say there also he's not right to eat Kodshim? We don't find such a din. So therefore, the Toysus Harosh and the Toysus Hashanim argue, and they learn a different Pshat in the Sugya. They learn that the Gemara asks, Even if it would be Shaykh to make a on Yom Kippur, that even though no one else is eating, we should still be Chayshesh, that the kind God might come to eat from the Karbonis, if he's macro of them. On that, the Gemara asks, Either way, he's not an Oynan, what should be the Chshash? And the Gemara answers, no, he should be chayshish, he might come to eat on Yom Kippur. The chayshish is not that he might come to eat Ba'aninus, because Eina Hanami is not an Oynon, his wife was already Migureshas, and there's no such a din that he can't eat Basar Kodshim when he's Tarod, not like Rashi, but the chayshish is he might come to eat on Yom Kippur. Since he's Tarod and his mind is distracted, he might forget and come to eat on Yom Kippur. And therefore the Gemara had to answer, since no one else is eating either, therefore there's no such a chayshish that he'll come to eat also. Now at first glance it would seem that the whole Machlekes, Rashi and Taisvis, is just how to read the last line of the Gemara. 
Rashi learns when it says mitrid, the Gemara is mechadish that a kohen gadol cannot eat from kachim even if he's non oinon, even if he's only tarud. That's also a reason why he cannot eat from basar kachim. And according to the Toysvis, the Gemara means to be mechadish that the chashash is he might come to eat on Yom Kippur. However, we'll see that the Shah HaMelech learns that according to Taisis, the whole shackle Vatari of the Gemara is different. The Shah HaMelech is referring to a Chiddush in the Mishnah Lamelech, Hilchas Ovel Per Gimla Yud, who discusses over there on what the Rambam says, the Rambam Paskins, that a Nasi Shemais Hakol Metamen Olov, Afilu Kayanim, that when a Nasi dies, everyone is Metamen to the Nasi, even Kayanim, and the Rambam continues, Vakol Oinin Molov, everyone has a din of an Oinon the day when a Nasi dies. And the Mishnah Melch quotes a Yushalmi, this is also quoted in Toysus in Chagigo, Yudzain Omenal of Dibra Maschol Afbatzeres. The Yushalmi says that the day Dovna Melch died was Shvuis. And the Yushami says that all of Klaisol had a din of an Oinon. Since the Melech died, they also had a din of an Oinon. And therefore none of Klaisol brought their Karbonis, the regular Karbonis which were brought on Yontif. And all of the Karbonis were pushed off, they had to bring Tashlumin the next day, the Oilus Re'iyah and the Shalmi Chagigah. And the Mishnah Melech is Merich on this Yushami, he asks a number of Kashas. One of the Kashas he asks is that we know that Davina Melech was Nifter on Shabbos. And on Shabbos anyways they could not, they could not have brought their Karbonis of the Yontif. And he asks another question, he asks, it's, on Yontif the din is that Aninus is Nachal on Yontif. So even though Dov and Melech died on Shvuis, how could we say that all of Klal had a din of an Oinon, Aninus and Avelus is Nachal on a Regal? That's the din Legabi Akarayv, and therefore the Mishnah Melech says, Koshkein Legabi Anosi, or a Melech. Definitely Aninus and Avelus is Nachal Beregel. And the Mishnah Melech says two things. First of all, he says, that which we say on Ninas and Avelis are not Chal Beregel, that is not true, Lagabi, the Din Oinon, which is mentioned in the, in the Torah. The Din that an Oinon cannot do Avedo, and that he's Osir Ba'achilas Kodshim, that is Chal even Beregel. That which we say that Aninus and Avelus is Nachal B'yontif, that's Lagabi the Din Drabonon, that an Oinon cannot eat Osir V'yayin, and that he's Potter Mikola Mitzvahis, that is Nachal on, on a Regel. And therefore, even though Dov and Amelech died on Shvuis, which is a regal, nevertheless, Klaisol were not able to be Makar of Karbonis. And secondly, the Mishnah Melech says, even if they would not have a din of an Oinon, but since they were Torod, that's also a reason why they cannot be Makar of Karbonis and eat them. And therefore, they have to be, bring the Karbonis the next day. And the Mishnah Melech says that both of these Yisraelis are Mavur and Arasugya. Firstly, that which we said, that Aninus, Legabe Achilas Kodshim, Ischal, even Beregel, the Mishnah Melech says, we see that from Erasugya. Because the Gemara asked originally that we should not allow the Kaingolo to do the Avoid because he might come to eat from the Basar Kodshim. And the Gemara answered, no, that since everyone else is also fasting, there's no, there's no Chshash. And on that, the Gemara asked, anyways, he's not an Oinan because she's Migureshes. Now, why didn't the Gemara also ask that he's not an Oinan because it's Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is also a regal, and Aninus is Nachal Beregel. It's clear from the Gemara that Aninus Legabe Israchilas Kochim, that would be Chal even on a regal, even on Yom Kippur. And therefore the Gemara only asked a different Kasha, that he's not an Oinan because she's already Migureshes. And secondly, the Mishnah Melch says that in the Maskana of the Gemara, after the Gemara concludes that Enechanami he's not an Oinan, but nevertheless he can't eat Kochim because he's Tarud, so you see from here Yisoid, the second Yisoid, that even someone who's not an Oinon, but if they have the Tirda because of the Nifter, that's also a reason why they can't eat from the Kodshim. Now the Shah HaMelech in Perek Gimel Maisek Karboni Selochigir Gimel quotes this Mishnah Melech, 
And he says that both of these Yisraelites are only true according to Shitas Rashi in our Sugya. The second Yisraelite, that Tirdo is the reason why one is Osir Bachilas Kachim, that's only according to Rashi. Rashi learns that Tirdo is that the Kain Gadol, even though he's not an Oinon, but he's Osir Bachilas Kachim because he need, it has to be eaten Besimcha. That, according to the Taisis Hashanim, is not true. There's no such a din. And when the Gemara says that there's Tirdo, the Gemara means to say, therefore we should be Chayshish, he might come to eat on Yom Kippur. But there's no such a cloud that one cannot eat Kachim if he's not Besimcha. And the first Yisoyed, the Shah Melch says, there's also no such makar according to the Taisis Hashanim. Because he learns that according to the Taisis Hashanim, the original Kash of the Gemara that asked on Rava, Rava who said that a Kaingalal cannot do Avoida when he's in Oinan because he might come to eat from the Karbonais, how does that fit with Rabbi Huda and the Mishnah who holds that the Kaingalal can do the Avoida even though his wife died? The Gemara does not mean to say that he shouldn't be able to do Avoida on Yom Kippur because he's in Oinan. Perhaps the Gemara knew all along that since she died on Yom Kippurim, Yom Kippurim is a regal and therefore the Kaingalal is not an Oinan, the Gemara all along meant to ask that the same way that an Oinan, where Chayshish he might come to eat Karbonais, because he's tarred in his Aninus, so therefore we should not allow him to do Aveda, because he might be distracted and come to eat, the same din should also tell us that a Kaingadol, who's tarred on Yom Kippurim, we should not allow him to do Aveda, because he might come to eat on Yom Kippurim. So the Gemara knew the whole time that the problem, what we're Chayshish for, is that he might come to eat on Yom Kippur. And the Gemara was comparing the same way Tirdo can cause the Kain Gadol to eat, even though he's an Oinon, it can also cause him to eat, even though he's Yamaki Purim. But not that he's an Oinon, we knew all along that he's not an Oinon, because his wife died on the regal, and the Aninus is not Chal. And on that the Gemara answered, there's no Chshash shall eat, because no one else is eating anyhow. On that the Gemara said, what do you mean, what was the Havmir to compare the two? Either way, the Aninus is not Chal, because he's, she was already miscarashas. The Shah Melch explains, the Gemara means to ask, that Bishlma, if the reason he's not an Oinon is because it's Beregel, so that we understand that there's definitely Tirda. The fact that Aninus is not Chal Beregel, the Dine Aninus are not Chal, but it's posture that he has the Tirda of his wife dying, that could cause him to eat from the Karbonais. But the Gemara asks, if she's already miscarashes, he's Bechal not an Oinon, his wife didn't even die, what could be the problem? And that the Gemara explains, no, even though she's not actually his wife at the time, but he definitely has the Tirda, just as much as anyone else's wife, wife would have died. And therefore, if Adah Barahava had a good question, what's the difference, why over here as well, according to Behuda, shouldn't we tell the Kain Gadol he can't do that Avedah, he might come to eat on Yom Kippurim? And that the Gemara answered, since no one else is eating, there's no Chshash that the Kain Gadol himself will eat. So according to this, the Sharmelch concludes that there's really two Nafkaminas between Rashi and Taisvis. One Afkamina, is there such a din that someone who's not besimcha cannot eat from the Karbonis? Is that included in the din of the Moshcha, that one has to be besimcha when he eats from the Karbonis? According to Rashi, Ersig is mavur, that someone who's tarud cannot, be eat, cannot eat from the Kachim. According to Taisus, there's no such a din. And the second Afkamina is, that according to Rashi, we see from Ersugya, like the Mishnah Levelech points out, that even on a regel, Aninus legabe isra achilas Kachim is chal. Because the Gemara never asked that the Aninus shouldn't be Chal because it's Yom Kippur. The Gemara only was bothered by this, there should be no Aninus because he already was Meganesher. But the fact that it's Yom Kippur, that we understood the whole time, that was Pashat that Aninus is Chal. According to the Taisus Hashanim, the Shalom Elch says there's no such right to this Yisoyed. The Taisus Hashanim can hold that Aninus, Lagabe Achilas Kachim, is also not Chal Beregel. Now one more Nakuda on this Sugya, the Cheshik Shleim is bothered by 
What exactly is this chashash that the kain is going to come to eat from the karbonis? Roiv the karbonis that were brought on Yom Kippur were oilis. And even the parachatos and the sirachatos, they were nisraf b'chutz l'machinet. There was nothing that was eaten. They were entirely burnt. The only carbon that which it was eaten was l'chatos ha'chitzoyno. That was nechal le'erev. And even that, the Cheshuk Shleimah asks, what's the chashash that it will be eaten? He says, Adayin chayhu. It was raw. It cannot have been cooked on Yom Kippurim. What's the chashash that the kind God will eat it? And therefore he wants to be mechadish that the chashash really is in a case when Yom Kippur comes out on Shabbos, there there's a chashash that the Kaingodol might come to eat from the lechem upon him. After the Kaingodol is maktir the bezichin, the two spoonfuls of k'tayres, which were removed from the shochan every Shabbos and brought on the Mizbeach, after that, the lechem upon him becomes mutter to eat, and we're choshish that the Kaingodol might come to eat from the lechem upon him on Yom Kippurim. And this derech agav leads us to a discussion that the Migdash Dovid has, Simon Chav Beis, Sif Katan Beis, whether the Kohen Gadol has to actually do the Avodah of being Mesada the Shulchan and being Maktir the Bezichin if Yom Kippurim comes out on Shabbos. And he quotes from the Piyot, Ata Kainanto, it says over there that when Yom Kippur comes out on Shabbos, the Kohen Gadol is Mesada the Shulchan and he's Maktir the Bezichin. The Mikdash David says that the Silak HaLechem, taking off the Lechem, which was done every Shabbos, that is definitely not an Avodah Bechlal. That does not need a Kohen Godel. However, the Silak HaBazichin, taking off the Ktaris, was similar to a Kmitza, that had to be done on the the Kohen Godel. As well as the Sidr HaBazichin and the Sidr HaLechem, putting on the new Ktaris and the new Lechem for the week, that all was an Avodah, and had to be done by the Kohen Godel. And the Mikdash David is bothered by a few technical difficulties with this. Firstly, he asks, the din is that the shochan had to, had to constantly have the lechem and the bezichin. The Pasuk says it has to be tomid. And therefore, if we're assuming that the removal of the bezichin had to be done by the kohen gadol, and the putting on the new bezichin had to be done by the kohen gadol, how can it possibly have been done at the same time? It's physically impossible. And furthermore, he asks, the din is that all avodah has to be done using the kohen's right hand. Avodah needs yamin. And therefore, in general, the way the silik habazichin, or the sidr habazichin, or the sidr alechem upon him, that was always done with two kaihanim. It needed dafka two kaihanim so that each one can use the right hand. And therefore, if we're going to assume that the kaingodol and Yom HaKippurim had to do all the avodis, including putting on the new bazichin and removing it, how could he possibly have done both of them at the same time? He could only use one hand, he could only use his yad yamin. And therefore, the Mikdash David is bothered by how the Kohen Gadol can possibly do these avodas when Yom Kippurim comes out on Shabbos. But Al Kaponim in Yoneinu, Mecheshik Shleim understands that's the Chashash in Er Sugyo. That's what we're concerned about. That the Kohen Gadol, when he's doing the avodah of Silik Bezichin, he might come to eat from the lechem upon him. Now the Mishnah brings Kol Shivas Yomim Huzerik Esadam Makdiras Aktores Meitivus Aneiros. The Mishnah says that the Kohen Gadol does avoid of during the seven days of Prishah to practice and being margal himself to do the avoidah. On that, the Gemara says, Mantano, Omer Abchizad This Mishnah cannot fit with Shitas Rebekiva. The Yir Abekiva HaOmer Tor Shenofla Lov Hazor Tomosoy. Shitas Rebekiva is that if for Maze Mechatas unto someone who's Tor, that will make him Tomei. And therefore, since the Kohen Gadol had Hazois all seven days, like we saw earlier, therefore, he should not be able to do the Avodah, because Pashas he was Tahar. 
And if he's tar and he had azois, that makes him tamay. And if so, he's not ready to do the avoidah. He has to wait till the night. He has to be toivol and have her and have her of shemesh. And therefore, each day he becomes tamay and not ready to do avoidah. Now the Rimul Neil, he points out that our whole sugya is going according to Shitas Veishlokish, that the din prisha of Zayin Yomim is learned from Sinai, and according to Veishlokish, the din that he had hazois. The Gemara says earlier on Davdaw Ramad Aleph that it was Mishum Milo, an extra churma before Yom Kippur to make sure the Kohen Gadol is not Tomei. However, according to Rabbi Yechanan, the Rimilonil says, who learns the Din Prisha from Miluim, there the Hazois were not Mishum Tumah Bechlal. Rather, it's Xerus Akasov, the same way they're Hazois by the Miluim, also the Kohen Gadol during the days of Prisha needs Hazois. And like the Gemara says, Nichnas Mayim Tachas Dam. And therefore the Rebbe Lanil says that since these Hazois were nothing to do with Tumah, they were not because of Akshash Tumah, they were Stam Akzeris HaKosov, on these Hazois would not apply the Din that if you're Maza on a Tahar, he becomes Tomei. That's only when you're Maza on someone in order to try to be Metair him. So if he was really Tahar, then the Mechatos is him. But if you're Maza on someone, the Mechatos, for a different purpose, nothing to do with Tumah, because there's a Xeris HaKosov that you're supposed to be Maza on him. Just like, like, just like by Miluim, on that there's no din that the Hazois will be, will be Metamehim. And this Rimilunil is Lishitosoy to what we saw earlier on Davchesa Medbez. The Gemara over there is discussing why do we have to have Hazois all seven days. The Gemara says, Bishlma Rishon Shem Ashlishi. The Gemara goes through all the days why it's possible that they're the third day of Tomah or the seventh day of Tomah, and that would require Hazor. The Gemara clearly is going that the Hazois are Mishum Tomah. And the Rimilunil says that Sikh is going according to Rishlokish. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, the Kaingodal needs Hazois all seven days of Prisha, just like by Miluim, there were seven days of Hazois, and it has nothing to do with Tomah. And therefore the Rimul Nil and Arsliga says as well that these Hazois will not be Metamah the Kain Gadol because these Hazois were not Mishum Tomah. Now the Toysus Hashanim in Arsliga, Diver Maschot De'ira Bekiva, he quotes the Kasha B'Shem Rabbeinu Al-Khanan, and the Kasha is, Dilma Tana Didon, Lesley Hazor Kol Shiva. Who said Er Tana is hold that there were Hazois and the Kain Gadol for the Shiva Simeya Prisha? This is not a mission anywhere, it's a Braisa, and Dav Dawid, and Dav Ches. Maybe Ertan does not mask him to that. And therefore the Kaingola can do that Vaidah because he did not have Azois at all. Now the Toysas Arosh and the, and the Ritva, they ask a similar Kasha and they explain a little more. They explain that the Gemara earlier on, Dafchesa Medalov said that if you hold like the Manda Omer, Tomahutra Batsibur, then there were no Azois Bechlal. And therefore they ask, maybe Ertana holds Tomahutra Batsibur, and Ertana does not hold that there were Azois in the Kaingola, and that's why he can do that Vaidah. So why does our Gemara say that a Mishnah is not like Rabbi Kiva? Say that it could go like Rabbi Kiva, and there were no Hazois in the Kohen Gadol. That's why he could do Havoidah. And the Torah Rosh says that the Kasha is still shver on the Braisa and Davdawad Omer Aleph. The Braisa which the Gemara said is Tanya Kavasi the Rabbi Yechanan. The Braisa that says Mefurish like Rabbi Yechanan that the Din Prisha was learned out of Miluim. It says over there clearly that they were Mechanech the Kohen Gadol Ba'avoidah, the Kohen Gadol did Avoidah during the Shiva Simei Prisha. And it also says that there were Mazen of Kol Shiva, that there were Hazois on the Kohen Gadol during the days of Prisha. On this it would be shver, that this should not go like Rabbi Kiva, because if they're doing Hazois on the Kohen Gadol, then according to Rabbi Kiva, he's, the Hazois will make him Tomei, and he should not be right to do the Avoidah. So how can the Brice at the same time hold that there were Hazois, and that the Kohen Gadol did Avoidah, that cannot fit with Rabbi Kiva. Now this Toysus Arash is clearly not like the Rimilunil. 
The Tosas Rosh brings this Brisa who says that the Din Prishas learned from Miluim, and according to the Rimul Nil, Lamanda Omer that's learned from Miluim, then the Hazois either way are not Metamahim, because the Hazois were not Mishum Tumah. The Tosas Rosh is bringing the Brisa that holds that the Prisha was Mishum Miluim, and still the Gemara was bothered by that the Hazois should be Metamahim. Now we can explain this two ways. First of all, we can explain that perhaps, according to the Tosas Rosh, he argues on the whole Yisoyed of the Rimilunil. And even Hazoi said on Nami Shumtomo, if Lamaisa, the Meichatas, touched someone who was Tahar, that's enough to be Matamahim, even if they were being Maza on him for a different purpose. And secondly, we could explain that the Toysis of Rosh fits Lishitosai, the Toysis of Rosh on Davdawad says clearly that even according to the Manda Omar, that Prishas learned from Miluim, but the Hazois of Prisha were not the same Hazois of the Miluim. By Miluim, they were Gdair Sekosov. And by the Prishal Adairais, they were Shem And he explains, when the Gemara says, Nechnas Mayim Tachas Dam, the Gemara means to say, that we find the concept of Hazor by both of them. But Eina Chanami, they were different Yisoyed, the Hazor was for a different purpose. And therefore, according to the Taisis Arash, the Gemara would have a good Kasha, even if he'll agree to the Yisoyed of the Rimul Nil that only Hazor that are Misham Tomah, are Metam as someone who is Tahar, but still, according to the Taisis Arash, the Azois of the Kohen Gadol, during the days of Prisha, they were Mishum Tomah, they were different than the Azois of Miluim, and therefore the Gemara has a good Kasha, that these Azois should be Metamahim, and he should not be right to do Avaido, according to Rebbe Kiva. Now we have a Machlekes, Rebbe Kiva and the Chachomim, in the Braiso, had a Darshan this Pasuk, V'hiza HaTar Alatome. The Chachomim Darshan, Eina Dvar Mamurim, Elo Bedvarm HaMekablem Tomah, meaning that something is only considered Hazor, if it was Huza on something which is Mikabal Tumah. And the Gemara goes on to bring a Mishnah in Para, and there's Machlaikis in the Rishonim, what's the Girsa in the Mishnah, and what's the Pshat in the Mishnah. So we'll start with Chitas Rashi. Rashi's Girsa is like the Girsa that we have Bifanenu. Neskavan lahazes al behima vihiz ala odom, imyesh beezev yishne. Neskavan lahazes ala odom, vihiz ala behima, imyesh beezev lo yishne. And the Shaila is that there's Mechat is left on the Ezev after the first Hazor. Is the Mechadas that's left still kosher for a second Hazor? And the din is that if the first Hazor, he was miskavan l'hazay salbehimo, v'hiza ala Adam, so the actual Hazor l'maysa was done on Adam, there the din is that you can still use the leftover Mechatos on the Ezoiv for a second Hazor. And the din is, do we say that since the first Hazor was not a kosher Hazor, is that considered that a Malocha was done with Mechatos, and if a malacha was done with it, so the remaining mechatas on the Ezoi will not be kosher for a second hazo. And Rashi holds that the determining factor to decide whether this maisa is considered a maisa hazo or a maisa malacha, which will passel, is not what the kavona was, rather where the hazo ended up. And since the maisa, in the first case of the Mishnah, the hazo ended up on a person, not on a behemoth, so that's considered a hazor, not a malacha. So the remaining mechatos is not nifsal. Whereas in the second case of the Mishnah, when he was miskavin, since the maisa, the hazor, ended up on a behemoth, and a behemoth is something which is not makabal it's not considered a hazor bechlal, then therefore it's considered a malacha, which will pass by mechatos, and the remaining mechatos left on the ezoiv is not kosher for a second hazor. 
So that's where the drush is negea in a dvarim amurim elubit dvarim and mekabelim tumah. The Gemara means to say that there's a din that hazor on something which is not mekabel tumah is not hazor bechlal. And according to Rashi, this means to say that if, for example, a hazor ended up on a behima, it's not hazor bechlal; it's a melacha, and that will passel the remaining mechatos. Now we should stress that according to Rashi, there's an interesting chiddush here that even though the kavana is the cause that the hazor which he was mechavin to do on a behemoth, and ended up on a person, is not a good hazor, like Gabi the Hechsher hazor, to be metire the person. Nevertheless, when we consider whether this hazor has a din of a melacha or not, then the determining factor is not the kavono, rather it's where the hazor ended up, bepoyo. Now the Toysis Hashanim over here, as well as the Toysis Arosh, they ask Akasha and Rashi, B'Shem of Aryeh, that the Psul melacha by Paraduma the Mishnah in Parah says, is only up until the point when the Eifer is mixed with the Mayim. Afterwards, there no longer is a Psalm Malacha. So how could Rashi over here learn that the Hazah, which was ended up on a Behemoth, passes the remaining Mechatos because of Malacha? At this point already, once the Mechatos consists already of both the Eifer and the Mayim, it was already mixed together, there is no Psalm anymore of Malacha. And they quote a Sefri, which makes this drasha from the Pasuk, it says, The whole din Mishmeres, which tells us that we cannot have Malacha, that's only up until the point when it already becomes a Meinido. So how can Rashi say that there's a Psalm Malacha over here? And the Toysus Hashanim says, maybe Rashi just means that there's a Psalm Midarabonon. The truth is, this is really schwer that we should re- be referring to a psal derabanon because the whole point of the Gemara over here is to explain the Pasuk, Vihiza Hatar Alatomei, which the Chacham explained, it means, According to the Chacham, we're trying to make a drosha from this Pasuk, that Hazan, something which is not Mechabal is not Hazan Bechlal, and the Gemara brings a Nafkamino from the Mishnah and Para, and therefore it would seem to be schwer that the whole Mishnah is only a Din Darabonon. Now the Torah Shonan brings another Pshat, B'Shem Rabbeinu Chanano, and he had a gears to the opposite. Neskavim Lahazai Sala Behimo, V'hiza Ala Odom Lo Yishneh, and the Rebbeinu Chanan learns that the Nidin over here is not the Apostle B'Melochah like Rashi, rather a Hazor on a Behemoth, which is something which is not Mechabal Tomah, is not considered a Hazor, and therefore the Kain that does it will become Tomei Midin Noisei. He's carrying the Mechatos and he's carrying it in a way which is not Hazor. And therefore the Kain is Tomei, and then the Mechatos as well becomes Tomei, because once the Kain, whose Tomei is Isaac with it, therefore it passes the Mechatos as well. Now according to Rebbeinu Hananel, the determining factor, whether this is considered a Hazah, or it's not Hazah, and therefore the Kain is Tomei, Midin Noisei, is not where the Hazah ends up, like Rashi, rather what was his original Kavano? And therefore, according to Rebbeinu Hananel, the, the Mishnah reads like this, he cannot repeat and do the Hazah over, because since the original Kavana was to be Mazah on a Behemoth, the Kain becomes Tomei Midin Noisei, he's carrying the Mechatos, not for the purpose of Hazah. And once he's Tomei, the Mechatos on the Ezev also is possible, and therefore he cannot repeat and do over a second Hazah. Since the original Kavana was to do something which is a valid Hazar, so the Kain is not considered a Noisei and he does not pass all the Mechatos, and therefore he can repeat and do over a second Hazar on the person. So it seems that there's two points where Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel argue. According to Rashi, the Nidin of the Mishnah is 
whether the remaining mechatas is possible mishum melacha, as opposed to Rebbeinu Chananel, the shaila is that the coin should be considered a noisei, and since he's oisik with the rest of the mechatas, it passes the rest of the mechatas on the ezayv. And secondly, according to Rashi, the koyveya is where the hazala meisa ended up. That's what determines whether it's hazah or not. As opposed to the other Yishonim, it's telling the Kavana, that's what's Kiveya, whether it's hazah or he's considered a noisy. Now the stipler, here in Yuma, Simin Vov, he has a piece to answer Shita's Rashi from Taisis' Kasha. There seems to be Mephursha Mishnah Para that says that Melacha does not passel Mechatas after the reading was Niskadish. And how could Rashi learn the Sugya that the Psalms midin Melacha? And he says that you said that there's two types of melacha which we find paso by paraduma. There's one din that the person who's oisik in the mechatos, even if he does not do a melacha with the mechatos itself, but if while he's being oisik, for example, the Mishnah says, if while he's filling up the mechatos, he's doing a melacha at the same time with the other hand, or, or while he's being melech the maim, he's bringing it from one place to another place, at the same time he's being oisik in another melacha, so even though no melacha was done with the actual maim, nevertheless that also passes the mechatos. And this, the stipler says, is actually a machlekes, the rabbim and the raivin in the beginning of the seventh parak of Parah, the rambam says that in this case the melacha mitzad atzma is the psal, even though the melacha is not in the mechatos, but the melacha that's done at the same time passes the mechatos. And the raivin says this is a different gather, this is a psal midin hesach hadas. That if he's doing another melacha at the same time he's being Isaac in the parah, so he's not totally focused on the parah, that passes within Hesach Hadas. Now there's a second din, the stipler says, that's when the melacha is done with the maim itself. And this he quotes the Ravid himself, differentiates, and the Ravid says this is a different gather. The Ravid compares this to the din, if the parah itself does melacha, that passes the parah duma. The same thing is, if you do melacha with the maim itself, that also is a psal, and this is not midin es This is midin melacha. And therefore the stipler says there's two different dinim. He brings a right to this from the Gemara Gitin, Dafnun Gimel as well. The Gemara over there has an example where the mechatas itself was used to do the melacha, where a person put something inside the kli of the mechatas to see how much the water level goes up. That's a case where the mechatas itself is used to do melacha. And therefore the stipler says that that which Rashi holds in Er Sugya, that the Melacha will passel even after its Niskadish, and the Rishonim asks from the Mishnah and Para, the stipler says that Rashi holds there's a chilik between these two types of Melachas. Melacha that's done at the same time you're being Isaac in the Para, that's what the Mishnah is referring to, that only passels up until the point when the Eifra was Niskadish with the Maim. But Melacha which was done with the Mechatas itself, like an Er Sugya, he used the Mechatas to be Maza on a Para, that's not Hazar Bechlal, and that's considered a Melacha. There the din is that even after it's Niskadish, there also will be a Psal Melacha. And the stipler brings the Sharamelech in the end of Hilchas Chayvul Mazik, B'Shem the Me'iri, who says the same beside that the din, that Melacha does not passel after the Maim is Niskadish, that's only Legabe, a Melacha which was done while he's being Isaac in the Mechatas. But a Melacha which is done with the Mechatas itself, that will passel even after the Kiddush Kli. And the stiper says that Al-Karchach Toisvis, who asked the Kasher Mashi, he holds not like this, you say. He holds that even Melach, which was done with the Mechatas itself, won't passel after the Kiddush Kli. Now we had so far two Mahalchim in the Pshat and the Mishnah and Parah, Rashi's Pshat and Rabbeinu Hananel's Pshat. According to both of these Mahalchim, Lo Yishne in the Mishnah meant, can the Kayin use the remaining Mechatas on the Ezoiv 
for a second hazar or not? Is there a problem that it's possible Mishra or it's possible because the Kayin who was a Noisei passed it? There's another Mahalach in the Sugyo, the Rambam and the Bartanura in the Pirish Pashnais in Parah, they learn a whole different Pshan in the Sugyo. And according to them, Yishne and Lo Yishne has a whole different meaning. The Shaila is, is the first Tfilah, the din is that you have to be Toivel, the Ezoiv in the Mechatos. And the question is, is the first Tfilah a good Tfilah to be used for another Hazar, or is it not a good Tfilah? Yishne would mean that he has to redo the Tfilah. The first Tfilah was not a good Tfilah, and if he wants to do another Hazar, he has to redo the Tfilah. And Lo Yishne means he does not have to redo the Tfilah. And the girsa they have is like the girsa that we have in the sugya, like Rashi's Yishne, Meaning to say that if the original tvila was to do hazo and a behimo, yishne, the tvila has to be, be redone. That's not a good tvila. A tvila that was done al das to be mazo and a behimo is a possible tvila, and the tvila has to be redone. Whereas the other way around, the skavan lahazis al adam, vehiz al behimo, so he can still use that first tefillah, which was a kosher tefillah, because it was intended to be mazan Odom, he could use that same tefillah to do another hazal later on the person. Now according to these Rishonim, what the Chachamim in Er Sugya are saying, that a hazal is only on something which is mekabal tumo, so according to these Rishonim, the Gemara means to say that therefore, the Mishnah holds that a tefillah, which was intended to be mazah on a behema, is not a good tefillah bechlal, and the tefillah will have to be redone, because it was a tefillah for something which had no shame hazah bechlal. Now at the bottom of the Omur, the Gemara brings the memra that the mazah and the mazin are tahar, and the negeah is tamay. The Gemara continues that even though the Pasuk says, umazah may need the gechabis begodov, mazah in that Pasuk is referring to the noisei, and the din is that the noisei, in order to become Tomei, is only if he carries the Shir Hazor. Now the Toysus Hashanah brings Mishnah and Kalim that Legabia Negea, Negea B'mechatos, is Tomei even B'kol Shehu. So it comes out that a noisei, he needs Dafka Shir. And there the din is that he even, even his Begotten become Tomei. And Negea is even B'kol Shehu, there his Begotten do not become Tomei. Now the Gvorsari over here asks Sakasha. Once we know that the din is that Negea is Tommy even Bekol Shehu, what is the Pshat and the Shittas Chachamim that argue in Rabbi Kiva, and they hold that if you're Maza on a Tahar, he does not become Tommy? How can he not become Tommy? Even if the Chachamim don't agree to Rabbi Kiva's drasha, Rabbi Kiva darshan v'hiza ha-tahar al-Tomei, al-Tomei Tahar v'al-Tahar Tomei, but even without that, the Chach- according to the Chachamim also he should become Tommy because he's a Negea. How can he be better than anyone who's Negea? And Negea is even Bekol Shehu. And the din is that when your mazah on someone he has to touch his goof, it can't touch his begotim, it has to touch his basar. So every hazor touched the person somewhere on his goof. So that should be mitamahim, midin negeya. How can the Chacham argue and say that he's tar? And furthermore, our whole sugya is trying to say that according to the Chachamim, it's not sure how the Kaingolo could do avoida. Because according to the Chacham, he doesn't become tummy with the hazois. Why is he not tummy? Alidei the din of negeya. And the Gvursari leaves off with a kasha. He doesn't have a tarot. It says kasha. Now the Maisa, one of the Rishonim already asks this kasha. The Toysus Rihalovan asks, why according to the Chachamim, is he not Tomei? Why is he any different than a Negea? And he gives two terutsim. The first tarot, he says, is that the same time that the Chachamim told Rebbe Kiva that it's a Kalvachomer, 
How is it Shaykh im alatomi tohar, alatohar like koshkin? That's the reason why the Chacham did not agree to the Josh of Rabbi Kiva, because it's not Shaykh that Hazor on someone whose tummy makes him tar, and Hazor on someone whose tar makes him tummy. And therefore they did not agree to the Josh of Rabbi Kiva. So the Taisus Riyalavan says that Kalvachimer tells us that any time the Mechatas touches someone when it's Derek Hazor, it's not Stam falling on him, it, was, it reached him a day, a Maisa Hazor, that cannot be Metamahim. That's included in the Kavachimer. The Kavachimer says that Hazor cannot possibly be mitame someone who's tar. So there's a difference between how the Mechatas touched him. If he put his finger into the Mechatas or the Mechatas fell onto him, that will be Metamahim within the Giyah. But if it reached him, Derech Amaisa Hazor, that the Kavachimer tells us that Hazor can't possibly be Metamahim. In other words, it's not Metamahim Midin Nigiyah either. That's the first terrace of the Rihalovan. And he says the second terrace. That when your mazah the mechatas onto a person, that's called that it's nasa's mitzvasai. The mitzvah that's intended with it, that it's supposed to be huza onto a person, is done with already. And he quotes the Mishnah and Para that says that after the mechatas is already nasa's mitzvasai, it already was sprinkled onto someone who's tamay, and therefore it's no longer right to be used again. That's called nasa's mitzvasai, and it no longer has the din that it's matama anymore. And that's the Pshad and Asukya. That's why according to the Chachamim, if your maza onto tar, it's not metamahim, not with the din legeh either, because as soon as your maza onto him, it really is nasis mitzvahsi. Now there's a chiddush over here, that even though the maisa, this mechatos was used to sprinkle on someone who's tar. So it, re- it never really was used to accomplish its purpose. It never was metire anybody. Nevertheless, the Riyah Lovan says, this will be called Nasis Mitzvasai. Just the fact that there was a Hazor done with it, that's enough to be called Nasis Mitzvasai, and it will no longer have the din that it's Matama anymore. Now the Gemara on the top of Omid Beis says the terrorist to the original Kasha, how our Mishnah could fit with her Bikiva. And Abayya says, Afilu tamer b'kiva, da ovid avoyda kula yaymo, ulapanya madu alay v'tovel v'ovid herav shemesh. The Gemara says, a seemingly posh of the tarots, that enichinam he could do avoyda throughout the day, and later in the day, that's when they sprinkle on him the mechatos, and then, then he's tovel and he waits for herav shemesh, and then once again the next day in the morning he's able to do avoyda, he already had herav shemesh. And Abayya's tarots seem so simple, to the point that the Achreinim ask, what was the havmin of the Gemara? What was bothering Rav Chizda? The Teretz is Pashat. He could do the Avedas first, and then the Hazois will be later on after the Avedas. So there's a few Mahalchim Nachreinim. Rabbi Kivegar and Tshuva, Madura Tinyana, Simon Kuf Yud Dalid. He has a complicated Teretz over there. And just to say over Bekitzer, he wants to say that even though the Gemara earlier on Dafches Amad Beis says that the Hazois were not done on Shabbos, Rabbi Kivegar wants to say that according to Rabbi Chizda, Really, you were mazah on Shabbos. Bein Hashmoshes, you were able to be mazah. And he's Meirech to explain why we allow him to do Hazor Bein Hashmoshes on Shabbos. And he explains that's what Rabbi Chizda was bothered by, that the next morning on Yom Rishon, he won't be able to do the Avedah, because since he had Hazor Bein Hashmoshes, which is a Sophic Laila, so he does not have Herav Shemesh until the following evening. And therefore, on, on Sunday, he's not ready to do the Avedah. And the Mishnah is mashma that all seven days of Prisha, the Kayin could do Havayda. That does not fit with Rabbi Kiva. That was Rabbi Chizda's Kasha. And Abayah held not like that. Abayah held that he could do the Hazois even on Shabbos. And therefore, on Shabbos, in the morning, he'll do the Havaydas. Afterwards, he'll have the Hazor before the nighttime. And when nighttime comes, he'll have Erev Shemesh. And he'll be able to do the Havayda again on Sunday morning. And he won't miss out any of the seven days of doing Havayda. 
That's Rabbi Kvegor's Mahaloch, but it would seem to be a bit chaser in the Gemara. And there are other Terutim in the Achreinim. The Chaznish in Simon Kuv Chavov, Ois Yedalid, says a Svara that Rabbi Chizda was bothered by, that since the whole point we're trying to do during these seven days is trying to make sure that Kain Gadol stays away from Tomo, we're trying to be margal him, trying to get him used to doing Avoidah B'Tahayro, he says it's not Mistaber that every day we're going to go and be Metamahim and be Soimech that the next day he's going to do the Avoidah after already becoming Tahar. If anything, we would rather be Margul, the Kayin Gadol, to stay away from doing Avodah when he's Tomei. And therefore, if we're going to go every day and be Metamahim, if anything, Fakir, we would say, tell him not to do the Avodah during these seven days, to teach him to stay away from doing Avodah when he's Tomei. And therefore, the Gemara held it's not Mistabra that according to Rebekiah, that he's becoming Tomei every day, that he should do Avodah during these seven days. Now, the Natsiv and the Meroi Meisodah says another Mahalach, that Reb Chizda held, since we learn out the Hazois from Miluim, or Masmech the Hazois of the seven days of Fisha to the Hazois that were done by Miluim. And just like by the Miluim, the Hazois on Aaron Ubanov were done in the morning when they brought the first Karbanis. The same thing would be that during the days of Fisha, the Kohen Gadol should need the Hazois in the morning. And therefore, we can't possibly wait till after he finishes all the Avodas of the day to afterwards go and give them the Hazo. That's where Rabbi Chizda held. And that Rabbi answered, no, that Enechanami, the only Eitz is. To do the Hazais after he already finishes doing all the Avodos of the day. Now the Gemara in Amr Beis discusses the Seder of the Ketores in the Neiris. The Gemara asks Astira, Amrish is Mashma, that the Ketores comes before the Neiris. It says, Makteres Akteres Umitivas and Neiris. And the Mishnah in Tomid says, first discusses Misha Zochah B'Minoira, then afterwards Misha Zochah B'Kteres. It's Mashma that the Hatovas and Neiris was before the Ketores. And that the Gemara says, Enoch Nami Er Sugyo does not fit with the Sugyo in Tamid. Er Sugyo holds like Rishimon Isha Mitzvah, who argues on the Mishnais in Tamid. And then the Gemara asks another stira between the Mishnais and Yuma. The Mishnah later on in the second parak says that part of the Pais Hashini was who Zaycheh to be made of the Neris, and the Pais Hashlishi was for who Zaycheh to the Ktaris. It's much more that the Neris were before the Ktaris. How does that fit with Er Mishnah that says, Makhtaris Akhtaris, Umetavis and Neris? And that Abayah answers, Kan Batovas Shteinerois, Kan Batovas Chomishneris. Amish is referring to the Shteinerois, that was after the Ktaris. And the Mishnah later on is referring to the Chomishneris, that was before the Ktaris. Now, further down the Amr, the Gemara brings the Machloikis Rachom and Abashol. And like Rashi explains, that the Kuliyamba, there had to have been a Hefsik between the Chomishneris and the Shteinerois. And furthermore, Rashi explains that definitely the Ktaris came after the Tamid. The Tamid had to be the first carbon of the day. And there's Machoikis the Chachamim and Abashol, what was Mavsik between the Chamesh Neris and the Shtei Neris? Abashol held that your Mavsik with the Akrobas HaTamid, that came between the Chamesh Neris and the Shtei Neris. And therefore, according to the Abashol, the Ketaris was after all the Neris, because the Ketaris definitely had to have been after the Tamid. So if the Tamid was Mavsik between the Chamesh and the Shtaim, so the Ketaris was after all the Neris. And the Chachamim held your mafsik with Akhtaris, and therefore, according to the Chachomim, the Talmud had to have been before the beginning of any Atavas Neris. And the Gemara explains the Machlaikas is how to explain the Pasik by Boiker, by Boiker, by Tivayas Yakti Reno. According to Abashol, it means after you finish the Hatov of all the Neris, that's when you're Makhtar the Akhtaris. And according to the Chachomim, Be'idin Atova, Tehei Mikhtar Akhtaris. Therefore, you're Makhtar the Akhtaris before you finish being mate of the Neris. 
Now, Tosis Hashanim Dibar Maschal Abaya Omar explains that even according to the Maskana that were mechalik between the Chomish Neris and the Shtei Neris, still the Mishnais and Yuma cannot fit with the Mishnah and Talmud, because the Mishnah and Talmud is Mavur that even the Shtei Neris came before the Ktaris. Tosis over here in Dibar Maschal Omar Abaya also is bothered by the same Shiloh, why the Maskana can't we make our Mishnah coincide with the Mishnah and Talmud? Taisus has a different tariff with the Rishash is bothered by, we won't get into that right now, but in the end of that Taisus, he asks a different kasha. He says, why is it that the Mishnais and Yuma don't make any mention of the Hatovas Chamesh Neres? According to what Ergamar says, when their Mishnah says, Maktar Sektarias, Umeitibas Neres, that's referring to the Shtei Neres. Now what about the Chamesh Neres? Why is it not mentioned that the Kain Golot does that Hatova also during the seven days of Prishat? And Taisus is Mechalash that Enechanami, there was no din that the Kain Gadol had to be made of the Chamesh Neris during the days of Prisha. He quotes to Gemara later on in Daftes Vava Meralef, Ayrui Ba'amad Kamari, which Taisus there also learns like this as well, that it means that the Kain Gadol did not have to do the Hatamvas Chamesh Neris during the days of Prisha. The Rishash speaks about whether Taisus holds that even on Yom Kippur, the Kain Gadol does not have to do the Chamesh Neris. And the Rishash assumes that the Pasha says that even Taisus is maskim that on Yom Kippur, the Kain Gadol does do the Chamesh Neres. Now the Gvur Sari brings this Taisus and he's very bothered by Taisus. He says, how is it possible that Taisus could say that one Avaidah is divided between two Kayhanim? Hatavas Neres is all one Avaidah. And we never find that one Avaidah is divided between two Kayhanim. And furthermore, he says that later on in the second parak, when the Mishnah lists the Pisces, we find also that only one Kayin received the schos of being made to Vesaneris. It was not divided between two Kayanim. So how could Taisus say over here that the Hatav was divided and the Kayin Gadol only had to do the end of it? And furthermore, he asks, at the beginning of the Avodah, that's the Iker. The Chamesh Neris, that's the Iker, of the, that's the Tchilas Avodah. And that definitely should have to have been done by a Kayin Gadol. How could Taisus say that, that could be done by a Kayin Hedyet? And he's Meirich on this, and he says that definitely the Kain Gadol had to be native all seven days during the days of Prisha. And the Gemara later on, he has a different Pshat, and we'll see later that other Rishonim learn that, that as well, that the Gemara does not mean to say that the Kain Gadol didn't have to be native Chamesh Neris. And therefore he's bothered by what's of the Pshat, what is, what's the answer to Taisus' Kasha? Why is the Mishnah only mention the Hatav of the Shteineris? The mission that says Makhtaris Akhtaris Umeitavis and Neiris is referring to the last two Neiris. What about the first five? Why does that not mention in the Mishnah? And the Gvarasari says that the Gemara later on, the Gemara means that we didn't get into all the details about the exact Seder and all the Pratam of the Avaida. We just mentioned which general Avaidas are done by the Kohen Gadol during the days of Prisha. So the Mishnah says, Makhtaris Akhtaris Umeitavis and Neiris. The Mishnah did not get involved in the Chamesh Neiris and the Shtei Neiris. Al-Kopalim, we have a Machlaikis, Taisus and the Gvura Sari. When the Gemara says, Makhtaris Akhtaris Umeitavis and Neiris, Hatavis Neiris is referring to the two, Taisus learns that those were the only two that the Kohen Gadol had to do during the days of Prisha. The other five he didn't have to do Bechlal. According to the Gvura Sari, definitely the Kohen Gadol had to be Meitav all seven Neiris. We don't divide up the Avedah. The Kohen Gadol definitely had to do all of it. And just the Mishnah doesn't mention it because we don't get into all the details of that Tava. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.